What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode number 314. 314. Also, my wife's birthday. That's not today, but happy early birthday, Aaron. We're basically halfway around the sun. So <laughs> and I'm that like be, happy. That would be pie, too, right? Pie. She loves pie. And that's her birthday. Yeah, it's, it's a good day for her all around. Yeah. That's not today again or this episode. It's just It just feels right to say. You know, we are kind of halfway there. She's getting all these coupons like, hey, ha- happy half birthday. Oh, so I figured wow. I'd just kind of go in on it on the podcast and say happy half birthday too. <laughs> but I mean, like, we should have done like pie themed uh, content for this episode, like favorite pie scenes from. Is there from anything movies? better than Stand By Me? I was going to say, is there another. When you say is favorite there? pie scenes, I was going to yeah. say what movie jumps to all of our minds, but I guess Steve and I already have, know. What, Ronald, would you have said Stand By Me or would you have said something else? What was the. Hold on, say that again. Like favorite pie related scene in a movie. Oh, I, there's one other, I guess, that people American might leave. Pie? Yeah. I would say American Pie is yeah. the other one. Yeah. yeah right, right. American well, pie. we got it covered. At least yeah. we're like covering all yeah. the covered the spread. Pie right. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. So yeah, welcome to welcome to 314. Uh I'm here. My name's Steven, one of the co-hosts. As always, I'm with I'm Ron. And I'm John. And uh again. This is another podcast, another week, and we're going to be talking about some movies that we saw, some TV shows, maybe talk about some movie news, some box office performance. I feel like it's like a through line in, in, in this day and age that we live in. It's like, especially because of the, the Shang-Chi of it all and the news recently about Iger's comments about the release. And, uh, you know, I think we should probably start the podcast because it is a big news item talking a little bit about how Shang-Chi did in its release this past weekend. Uh, it had the long Labor Day, four-day weekend. Uh, and I don't know, who wants to who wants to tell our listeners about how Shang-Chi did? RJ? Um, it did really well. Uh, 70, it's there like you go. 70, we're, co- we're done. We covered that's it. That's it. We're covered. <laughs> in a conversation. 75 million on, between Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which is right. incredible. Um, and, you know... I have to I have to say something. I want to asterisk beside kind of the conversation we were having. I wasn't saying it, you know, that I thought that things were going to fail because of the quality of the film. And I don't think this is the, any indication that this is that the box office is back. And, you know, every movie that is of quality will receive this sort of number. Right. Hmm. But I wonder. You wonder? I think this was a. I think I, I don't think a a Marvel movie that represents a first for all kinds of representation. I mean, like, I feel like that's oh, not a yeah. that's not a clean test case for what's no, going to right. perform at the You're box right. office. I don't think that number would have been as high <laughs> if this weren't Marvel and if this yeah. wasn't a movie that people were like, let's get out and support this movie. Right. If we're going to support any movie right now, and I know that was my thinking when I took my family to see it just a yeah. couple of days yeah. ago. So um, uh, uh, Shang-Chi rocks, and that, that number definitely reflects I think an audience response that makes a lot of sense to me. Like after hearing that number and then going to see it, I was yeah. definitely like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. this is this yeah. is like one of those good Marvel movies. This has that Black Panthery kind of feeling of they've opened up a whole. I mean, I'm not for the obvious comparison. I just mean like it's a new storyline that's like almost like a different kind of fantasy film. And I just yeah. think I think this is a movie that 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 audiences will latch on to and you know it's a shame that it's coming out in this strange way but i yeah. do think that number reflects like there's both le- legitimate curiosity about this movie and i think like the word is just going to be strong about this one it's hard to picture the person who goes to see this and has a bad time <clears throat> some people might not think right. it's great some people might you know there's some clunky moments of exposition or whatever because mm. they have to set up a lot but in general this is one of those winners uh for marvel and you know yeah yeah there's some like combo news in this too, man. Um, <laughs> after the the reception of this movie, Sony made a move that surprised the shit out of me. They moved uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage from the 15th of October to the 1st of October. So I guess they're trying to get some of that juju, some of that spillage of juju from the reception of Shang-Chi. <laughs> which yeah. Is- I don't know. About I mean, I mean, I think for for how how wrong 
as it came off, like whatever Bob Iger said, mm-hmm. I do think that the Shang-Chi re- uh, release in theaters, you know, the exclusive day and without a day and date, you know, just only in theaters, a big yeah. comic book movie, blockbuster filmmaking, all that good stuff. You know, I do think it is a litmus test in some ways for studios that are deciding whether or not they think they can release their movies still this year. And, yes. you know, movies, movies like Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, movies like Bond, you know, Bond even came out and they kind of solidified that it is opening October 8th. Like it's not moving, you know, so this movie performing so well uh, and, you know, hitting all these things that, you know, like Ron and John have been talking about. It's like biggest three day opening over Labor Day, biggest four day Labor Day opening, fastest movie of the pandemic era to hit 100 million. It hit, did it in five days. It's already passed it. You know, there's a lot of metrics that this movie is setting that is inspiring to the theatrical exhibition industry. So like these studios that have been kind of hanging on to these movies, like I'm saying, it is just a feather in their cap and say, you know what, like we can probably try to go for this and make this work. And I don't know that I, I don't, I kind of agree with what Rana was saying maybe a little earlier about like, I don't know that these movies are going to perform to this level because this film inherits a lot from you know the MCU and the, the legacy of those movies and the fan base that it's built, not to mention what Disney Plus has been doing for their shows to, to kind of keep Marvel you know on people's minds at all times. But you know, I do think that you know a movie like Venom Two or Bond, like I think it's just uh, reassuring to them that it is possible to hit and go past that thirty million mark that we've been talking about on this podcast a lot recently, yeah. because. You know, a movie like Candyman still does well, exceeds expectations. The drop for a second week for that was pretty good last weekend. Even against a movie like Shang-Chi, which is competing audiences, competing demos. I think it dropped right around 50%, which is pretty good for a horror movie in the second week, um, especially compared to some other ones that have come out here uh, during the pandemic. But, you know, I just think it's a huge win, like, for everybody involved, with specifically Shang-Chi. Like, regardless of what the theatrical looks like, regardless of what yeah. Sony or MGM or whoever is benefiting from this vote, of com- uh, this vote of confidence, I just, like, you know, I'm just so happy to see, you know, all the filmmakers, the cast, the crew, you know, Marvel, like, whoever, like, whoever is involved with this movie, they, they went through a lot to get this movie out. You know, this movie kind of shut down during production, during the pandemic, finished it. You know, it's bounced around a bit and it's gotten all this publicity about the comments that Iger made. And I love how its star has kind of like taken offense to it and really kind of fired up people to, like John said, to support something. And it should be this right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's just really great to see everybody in a lot of ways rallying around it. The other thing I saw, which is amazing and in line with what John said, because I haven't seen it yet. But it's like the highest scored uh, like uh, audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes of any of the MCU movies. Yeah, like a cinema score, crazy good critic score. People seem to be loving this movie, and um, yeah, we've all just been like so excited to see it, you know, outperform everything, and it's just so good to see it do that. And uh, I mean, it is the trailer. I mean, if you yeah. see the trailer and you think, well, that looks good. Good, good news. <clears throat> There's a movie that feels like that trailer, and then some. Right. There's okay. fantastic action in it. There's, I mean, really, there's a couple. There, I got. This is going to sound strange, but just the cinematic feeling. Like, I got goosebumps when the Marvel fanfare started up. Like when in the dark, you know, the yeah. trailers that were playing before it were trailers I'd seen before, so nothing really knocked my socks off. But I did notice right. that it, they're, they're pushing the Eternals. They didn't have like a Spider-Man trailer attached. So I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. back to our point of a couple weeks ago, I really think they dropped that Spider-Man trailer to get it out of the way and, yeah. and to get the sort of speculation, it, to get the speculation t- changing into hype mode for yeah, that movie yeah. and then leave it there because I, I yeah. haven't seen much of a peep about that movie since they dropped the trailer. And I really think Shang-Chi has been getting, I mean, every day I see some new headline about something like Feige said about how how bullish he is on this movie. And they yeah. th- it feels bullish. Like this movie feels like, you use the word confidence about like something a minute ago, Steve, related to this, but this movie itself has a confidence to it. It has a swagger to it. This is like... It, it might be the best of the kind of 
the best structured of the kind of origin stories because it puts you in a story where you're moving forward and you're getting flashbacks. So you're finding yeah. out about this world and all these characters, but it's it 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 just works on its own to the extent that you realize like, oh wow, if this didn't have the Marvel connection, this is like a whole new fantasy realm. I mean, it reminded me in ways of Black Panther, but also like Lord of the Rings mm. and and that kind of thing where it's got this yeah. huge mythos and this huge backdrop to it. And these characters are larger than life and the evil that they're fighting is something ancient and um, how it connects to the MCU. The way they do that part, the way they get you excited for that at the end is really just like, okay, wow, they, they, did, they did it. You know, they created something new and they, they, they looped it into what we love. And now I'm totally like down with just like when they do one of these movies what's the first thing you think is like oh i'm down to see him pop up and bounce off of some of these other characters yeah, that we love yeah and the supporting cast is fantastic too aquafina comes off great michelle yo has some great stuff to do i don't know the actress that plays there's another character that's really prominent in this um yeah i think that from the moment i heard that fanfare and I felt like, oh, this feels kind of good to be sitting here watching a, a Marvel movie to the moment there's a there's a bit of hand-to-hand -hand combat at one point that's just shot really well and keep fast cuts and it keeps cutting and you can tell it's actual, at least stuntmen, if not the actors doing it. Right. And I got choked up. I was like, I don't think I've ever gotten choked up at like fight choreography before. So oh, it was wow. some wow. combination of like, oh, this is just that movie magic. And it's just, it felt so good to be sitting there in a dark room and seeing <laughs> it giant and hearing it loud. And it has all the usual Marvel movie touches that some people might like the style and the kind of housey, you know, that, that kind of slightly gray yeah. look that everything, it's got those little elements to it that make you feel like, oh, if someone doesn't like a Marvel movie, they might not be convinced by this. But this really did feel kind of special to that way that when you're leaving you're just kind of i don't know we just felt good it was like it was the it did feel like okay i can totally see how you know audiences would respond well to this and i hope it got some some bump out of that weekend but i also think we can expect a lot of movies to do well the first week in this climate and then we'll see how much staying power we have but this is the kind of movie that feels like it would have staying power just because it's one of those you know, like I said, a very, very confident Marvel movie. And when you guys have seen it, we can talk about all the little, little things that yeah. are imperfect about it, or think you know moments that we like. But as far as just does this work, we've had that question of how are they going to do that? How are they going to introduce a new character, a new world, and make it feel feel right? This is that kind of you know whatever excitement we felt like we were lacking from Black Widow or something. Um, this kind of restores that feeling of like, okay, this is a Marvel movie that's kind of firing on all cylinders again. Yeah. So, that's really cool. And feels like a step forward. Feels like new, set in the aftermath of what we know. It's not really throwing back to anything. Like it really resists all the connections that you usually get, you know, it, it, which feel almost like hedging their bets, you know. Um, right. It saves those moments when it when it mentions stuff that we know from before. So cool. I really enjoyed it. Nice, nice. Can't I can't wait, wait to see it. Can't wait. Oh boy. And you know, the good thing about that movie is that like it's got a bit of a runway right now because like, you know, Ronald mentioning that. Venom coming out, you know, that, what is it? It's the 1st of October. Yeah. I mean, it has almost a month of like, you know, kind of runway for right. any true, true competition. Yeah. Um, so we'll really see what kind of legs it has and the kind of multiplier that it has um, going into the, the upcoming weekends. But uh, yeah, man, can't wait to see it. All right. So what's next? What are we going to talk about next? Matrix, maybe? Makes your trailer, yeah. Teaser. Yeah, let, let's mention that. Yeah, that that teaser was pretty cool. I, I can't believe that they like kept that domain alive for yeah twenty through two three years, whatever. I mean, yeah, I don't know how long before the first one they had it, but that 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 website's been up for that long. Yes, and the, so the what is the matrix .com site? What is the matrix? And when you go there and choose a pill, it has a hundred eighty eight thousand clips. Yeah. I don't even understand how that's even possible. I don't know that we're supposed to. I don't know. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> what? Well, what? I mean, what is the matrix? Yeah, I mean, what is the, the matrix? Point, right? What we'll is it? I mean, it. what is right? Exactly. Uh, so, what'd you guys think of it? The, the teaser that I guess you know it's premiering. The actual trailer is premiering uh, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Well, yeah. we're, we're so, recording this one Wednesday. I I think the trailer, the teaser comes out on Thursday, right? Yeah, is that, I think you're right. Did I read that right? Yeah. But I'm very curious to see the teaser. I mean, like, I think these little clips that we've gotten, these little, like, promos promoting the teaser mm -hmm. are, you know, kind of these standard, like, there's enough there to kind of, like, get you excited or kind of, like, 
you know, just amp up the anticipation. But beyond like that, I mean, hearing, you know, people talk about the clips that were shown at CinemaCon a few weeks ago and kind of just the general want that I have to see this movie because I like the Matrix, the, the original Matrix, one of my favorite movies. And, you know, I just love the idea of so many people being involved with it that were kind of through it or with it through the way. And um, yeah, I just think Keanu is in this like amazing space right now and i yeah. feel like people love him and want to want him to be successful and i mean to see him go back to you know a, a beloved character like this um especially again like he's at this like peak of this resurgence with the john wicks of it all and everything um i'm very curious to see you know what the storyline is and to see how these new characters you see glimpses in these little uh promos of like jonathan groff and yaya and just like these uh you can see carrie moss obviously a quick quick shot of her and um i don't know man i just hope that somewhere in there um hugo weaving pops up i've heard he's not in it but i would love to see him pop up in this movie somewhere me too man yeah he acted like but, he didn't get the call or whatever and so yeah, yeah 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 one of those one of those things which you we know. like almost always turns out to be that they I don't know. I guess it's actually about 50-50 when I think about it. Sometimes it really is like, oh, that was a rumor. And sometimes right. it, it really is like, oh, no, they just were sitting on that. Like and Andrew Garfield right now, you know. That's the big one, yeah. Ha hasn't yeah. gotten the call. Doesn't know anything about um, you know, Spider-Man. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, fi I find Ooh. that interesting. Like, I think Matrix as a as a brand, I, you know, it still has some weight, still has some promise of something that might kind of dazzle people. I think people's people's animosity <laughs> towards those sequels uh has i think it's cooled a little bit in recent years i think a lot of these franchises or or so-called so disappointing conclusions or whatever we've gotten uh, i think right. people over the years it kind of filters down to well who's really giving it a chance and who really likes it or likes the story or wants to wants to enjoy the ideas even if the execution was wonky or whatever but i feel like right. the, the it, i feel like that was a strange trajectory the way those matrix movies went in terms of people's excitement about them and I always thought clearly they were building out the the universe. The Wachowskis were building out the universe um, in a way that maybe didn't get f totally fulfilled or not fulfilled in the way that they had intended. So yeah, coming back to this doesn't feel like oh boy, what is there to go back to? You know, this feels like there's a lot of ideas to play with, but it's just like what form will it take? What will that story be? Is it going to hook people like the first one, or is it yeah. going to feel kind of like? I don't know, a thought experiment or a thought exercise the way the 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 latter ones ended up. So I don't know. I'm very curious about it. I have a feeling that they're gonna try to get people really revved up about this series again because nowadays isn't that what everybody's trying to do? It's like Yeah. Like start up a franchise that they can then do all this because now there's all these places to do what the Wachowskis seems like they would have done, you know, an HBO Max series, a, a this or that. Like there's all these different ways that the franchises are kind of spread across different platforms and stuff. So no, yeah. this, the matrix yeah. feels in that way, like a very, a kind of very modern franchise, even, you know, just cause it had like animatrix and, and all that kind of stuff yeah. and, and mythology that was outside the movies that you had to watch this or play this game to understand some of the implications. And I think that's, you know, whether it annoys people or not, that definitely seems to be what the, what the big companies are trying to do, right. Is all that integration. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What about you, Ronald? Are you looking forward to this or what? Yeah, Where are you at? Man. Um, I I think I've been trying to get my uh, just action fix in, and and maybe t towards the end of the podcast, I'll, t I'll tell you about a a show that I've been watching to fill that fix. But yeah, the I love the fact that one of the Wachowskis, Lana's taking it on. I'm glad that it hasn't been lost because sometimes it feels like yeah, when something new comes around, somebody else is taking it on. I love that. One of them is at least trying to take the mantle again, and and maybe we'll get kind of what people are expecting from the third one, you know, which which was just to a lot of people the the one, you know, out of the vitriol that just seems that seems to be the one that makes people legitimately punch whatever's around them <laughs> when they talk about it, and right. th this feels like some redemption, even just looking at the trailer. This feels better than that movie did. the The third one felt weird from the jump. Like I was just like, "What? What's happening?" Even in the first five minutes of it. So, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. And it's on HBO Max. Jesus Christ! Like 
it's crazy. What a deal. I mean, like, I don't, maybe we'll talk about the implications of this, uh, but it's it's pretty cool that we're getting Dune, we're getting Matrix, we're getting uh, Malignant that we'll probably talk about next week. It, it feels weird to get these level movies at home when people are actually being able to go to theaters right now. In well, some way, yeah. shape, or form. Two things I want to pick up about what you said. One is just a real sure. quick note. Did sure, you sure. did either of you see the little headline about Denny Villeneuve has said he he he's ready to start shooting Dune too? Does that feel like wishful thinking? Does that feel like him just putting it out there, like reminding man. people, hey, remember this was supposed to be a big a big uh, franchise. There was oh, supposed to be man. another one. <laughs> the, the the reviews I've been hearing, the re- reviews, the early reviews. I I don't. I think he's. I think there's a lot going on. No, I, I don't doubt that the movie might be excellent. What I'm saying is no, no, what we no, were I saying mean, before like, about the, the tough opposite. sell. Oh, the, the reviews have not been this positive. Is, oh. This is not a this is not a movie that people are going to go see. Like, well, that, well, that's what we Matrix. were saying before is that we don't see how this like unlike unlike James Bond, unlike The Matrix, right. unlike uh, what we were talking about a second ago, the uh, Venom Two. Venom Two. There's this is not a brand that like no. is if anything, it's a name that pushes. It's like people remember the David Lynch movie being opaque and weird, and no one remembers the sci-fi original series that was supposedly more faithful and that some people like, but also was cheap. So it's like, yeah. as as great as this material might be, and I do think the movie looks beautiful, yeah, I, there's nothing necessarily hooking people in. But what I'm saying is, like, if the word is, oh, this is such an excellent piece of filmmaking, right. maybe that gets a certain audience out. But that audience, I feel like, is much more likely to want to watch it at home than to want to go out to the theater. So I do feel like Danny Villeneuve is trying to get ahead of the... The, the flop and be like let's get go come on guys let's get, let's get right. going with the, with part two um because this yeah but but it is unfortunate i think you mentioned this the last time we talked about it steve it, it's unfortunate that this seems like it was very much set up to be the first half of a bookend uh story yeah. that we may not get to the quote-unquote good stuff in this in this movie so yeah it'll be very frustrating if 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 it gets if it fizzles but i think we already kind of covered this in a previous segment yeah yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, I, I've heard that about Dune, like the idea of like, you know, it being, uh, you know, very much. I mean, the reviews have been really good and I had no doubt that I'm probably yeah. going to love this movie. And, you know, but that it does feel like the first half of something, you know, as a film. So, I mean, I think it's going to suffer from that, you know, in, in some ways, to some people. Um, but I do think, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll be very surprised if they don't if they don't finish this Dune I, you know, part two, I mean, like, I feel like Warner Brothers, especially through the whole pandemic PR mess that they went through, like, you know, they've kind of like lost probably a relationship with Christopher Nolan over Tenet in some ways. And I think, I think that like, they probably want to try to not do that um, as much as possible. So, I mean, even if it's a loss, I mean, I think they, I, I, I kind of would be really surprised if he does not get to make, um, the second part, especially if the movie ends up having any kind of like, you know, Oscar campaign or Oscar yeah, run right. for whatever categories it might be eligible for or, or, you know, um, attention uh, getting. But the other one was, I just saw some reviews starting to drop today and we were reading when we were about to record for Halloween kills and like a lot of reviews or a couple of them that I read because it debuted out at Venice. Um, and some of the reviews are dropping today. I saw IGN drop it and somebody else, making the same kind of comment like the difference is i think that those movies are already shot but like mm. you know this idea of like these movies coming out that really do need uh, a last entry or a second or a third entry whatever the idea or the plan was where you know halloween kills reviews have been really good for that too those have come out but you know it's kind of distracting to continue to see it mentioned that like this feels like the middle piece of something or this feels like the first half oh. of something i'm like Right. right. But I mean, like, you kind of know that already. Like, you know, were yeah. you expecting to go in to see a movie that's the middle of a trilogy to say, oh, this is the end of the trilogy? Like, I, I have trouble reading that sometimes. Yeah. Because um, I feel like, you know, you, you know, maybe that's a fault to the filmmaker that, you know, the movie doesn't work on that level. But, you know, I, I think it's interesting that there is a couple instances of this kind of floating around the Internet right now. Movies that, you know, may not get to be made like a second part of. And movies that already have a second part or a third part in the Halloween, uh, David Gordon Green's ha- Halloween trilogy case, like the movie's done, I think. Like, you know, it's like, it's already shot and done, yeah. you know, like it's coming out next year. Like it's, it's whatever. But um, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, all these movies do. I think Halloween's going to do really well. Yeah. Um, and I really am excited to see that. 
as I, as I am for Dune. And uh, hopefully if the world levels out some, I'll be able to see him in a theater. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to pick up, Ronald, is wh- why wait? Why not segue into the action show you've been watching? Because you just brought up action that you, you need to hit that action fix. While we're on oh, the sure. subject, tell us the action show you've been watching. You talk about some Asian representation, man. Let's talk about it. Showtime has a show that I've seen stuff about forever, and I have been sleeping, and I and I feel shitty because I haven't championed this show. I have, I didn't watch it, and now I'm starting to get into it. Warrior, between Warrior and Gangs of London, two of the best shows I've I've witnessed in through my eyes. In the past year and a half, Warrior is, it's sensitive, it's interesting, it, it makes you look at America in a really interesting way, um, and it just, if, if you aren't ready to go see Shang-Chi right now, now, go see Warrior, Warrior on Showtime, it is... The action is unreal, right? Like, the action's really good. The story's really good. It kind of feels like Gangs in New York. Um, And it's about a gentleman that comes to America seeking something or someone. And he joins a gang called the Hot Boys. And they're an organization that pretty much has become a gang because racism would destroy them otherwise. Uh, and it is, it's everything, man. I've heard, I've heard really good things about this show. Oh this, my so God. So just to, to, to clarify real quick, it's Cinemax, not Showtime. Oh, it's, I, I confused it too. Yeah. So, so Cinemax first two seasons, then Cinemax stopped their original programming. Then HBO Max picked it up and HBO Max is now in production on a third season Stop. that comes out. That comes out, I think, next year or the or next year or twenty twenty three. So, HBO like Max is taking it over. Yes, there was like a fan petition. I remember, like, because I've listened, I've listened to um, the the showrunner. On a, he's been on a couple podcasts. I listened to um, who is it? That, who is it that is the guy I keep talking to? Um, Jonathan Tropper, I think, is his name. Okay, if, I think that's the one. He, he he was basically saying that like you know, uh, it's pretty it's a pretty well watched show when Cinemax was still doing their original program. Yeah, like it was one of their higher rate, rated shows. And it's good um, martial arts. It's not right, like right. bullshit. It's not like so. I've I've heard I've heard some mixed bags about this. This is not me attacking Shang Chi, but I've heard some complaints that like it's not on the level of like raid level action, which is. That, I, mean, I don't it's know not, why it's, somebody would ever Well, say it's that. not as visceral as that. But I, I right. think for a Marvel movie, it has better it like awesome. fight choreography than you normally yeah. get. And yeah. and but I think, yeah, when you compare it to something like the raid, no, it's it it doesn't touch the the sort of like it hurts to watch right. the way that that fighting does. But yeah. it's got some of that elegance in terms of where they choose to put the camera and like I said, moving bodies. But I think the asterisk for a Marvel movie is right. is, is there for a lot of these things, you know? So Yeah, yeah. So I, it's not a knock on Shang-Chi or anything like that. I'm just saying, right. like, if you want to watch a movie, uh, a show that has... Really good continual, action. Really good action, a continual storyline, and some cool commentary on America and how it treats its, you know, its, its citizens... Uh, it's 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 worth checking out, man. It's it's beautifully shot too, with the action. And the the, the the both of those first seasons, I'm just checking the HBO Max. It's on HBO Max now. The, for those who want to watch it, I HBO Max. There I you go. Boss. I wasn't even watching it on HBO Max. Now I'm going to continue watching the rest of it on HBO Max. Wow. Yeah. So yes, yeah. please, I I implore you, please watch that show. It is unreal. So yeah. Thanks, oh, and this thanks. is oh okay, and, Andrew Koji. Okay, he was uh, Storm Shadow in Snake Eyes. He's, yes, he's the star. That's right. Yeah. I knew yeah, I recognized right. him. Yes. Okay, that's right. Cool. Okay. Well, that just moved up my list. I need to watch yeah. that now. It, it's been in my queue on HBO Max when I saw it drop on there. Whew. And uh, Steve, don't yeah, okay. sleep, John. Don't sleep. You got it. I'm on it. I'm on I'm it. I'm enjoy it. All right. Um, 
let's pivot out, I guess, from some of these conversations. Let's, uh, we do have a feature review that we're going to be going over this week. Um, I don't, John, you weren't able to see it because nope. of some technical issue. Okay. Some problem Great. with the screener link that I got. Um, so. but Ronald and I were able to check out a new movie, uh, coming out today when this uh, podcast drops called queen pins. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is a uh, based on a true story, uh, film about a 2012 counterfeit coupon ring or <laughs> scheme that was run out of, you know, three women's homes in Arizona. Uh, and this is like, you know, the movie version of it starring Kristen Bell and who else is in there? Paul Walter Hauser, Vince Vaughn. Um, Vince Vaughn. Who's who, um, I can't remember the girl who plays the neighbor. Um, let me look her up real quick. Sorry. She's British. That. Yeah, she's in. Um... I didn't mean to say it like that. She's also in yeah, Veronica did. Mars. She's British. <laughs> she's British. She's I feel British. Like, I feel like I felt, when I said that, I felt like uh, Sam Jackson, who was like complaining about British actors. <laughs> yeah, I recognize you from. Uh, I recognize you from. Uh... She was on Veronica Mars, right? She was, but she was also in The Good Place, also with Kristen Bell. Crazy. Um, oh, as Simone. Oh, here we go. Uh, Kirby Hal Baptiste. Um, I don't know. I'm reckon- She's also in Barry, uh, Killing Eve. She's in a bunch of shows, but she plays the uh, so the movie version of this story. There's like basically two people involved, mm. so it's a little different than the true life account. But that's why they can say it's based on a true story. But I mean, basically, it's about this. You know, this, these two women who kind of are um, living these lives that they're not fully happy with, and they kind of come across this idea. Um, they're, they're extreme couponing uh, pros or, you know, whatever. They they are, are super into couponing, and they kind of come across this idea of these manufacturers' coupons for, like, free items mm. and uh, a means to get a hold of the, the duplicates, the also-rans, the throwaways of these coupons uh, in this plant where they're made in Mexico. And that is kind of the basis of their scheme and kind of what takes them off on this crazy ride of, you know, accumulating millions and millions of dollars and in just insanity, really. Um, Paul Walter Hauser plays like a loss prevention officer for one of the local uh, grocery store chains in the area where they live, who kind of is the first that kind of comes onto this idea. And then, you know, Vince Vaughn gets involved. He's a, uh, a uh, post, what is it, postmaster? Or is that what he plays against? He's a, he's a postmaster general. Isn't that what he is? So, so, something like that, yes. I think which that's is, what he, what he calls like it. A- an investigator, because like a lot of shit goes through yeah. the mail, essentially. Like whether you know right. it or not, there's a right. lot of shady dealings with mail. <laughs> and that and that's really and it's kind of in the trailer even, so it's no spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this story's again based on your story, but you know that's the that's the 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 the, the crucial part of the story is that the the mm-hmm. involvement of the mail is really kind of what leads to uh, the FBI getting the post postal service involved and uh and ultimately you know their downfall well that's what you always hear in a lot of crime stories is that like the mail makes it federal like once it once you involve the mail then Mm -hmm. you've you've committed a federal crime exactly and so it's like then you can exactly it it ups the ante of you know what they can charge you with and who can be brought in and all that stuff so yeah no it's a fascinating story and it sounds i mean like it is it one of those kind of no one was really harmed in this, and so you can do a kind of light, yes. semi-comedic take on the material. Um, is it one of those where you kind of come out not hating the bad guys or the good guys, not loving the... I mean, you know what I'm saying. There's no good guys, yeah. there's no bad guys. It's just a bunch of kind of bumblers. <laughs> it, it felt like pain and gain without the murders. Like okay. pain and gain didn't have the murders, and the script was more tight, Like, because this, this is, to me, feels like one of the tighter scripts i've i've seen this year like it it just it moves really quickly they establish the rules of everything pretty quickly too um and just for context man like have have any any of you guys other worked at at a supermarket uh like a farm store convenience store not like a not like a chain or anything so the time that they're kind of highlighting i specifically remember i worked at a supermarket and I remember extreme couponing. Like I remember people getting caught at my supermarket for like two hundred dollars worth of food. You, you. But this was like different. This wasn't just free things like the movie. It was like 
a transaction with one swipe could be brought down to like $15. And I witnessed it. I rang up a couple people and I've, I've been witness to people being arrested for stuff like that. So like, wow, it felt strange to watch this thing that, that was an enterprise for some people. And I couldn't help but wonder if they got some coupons from this group. Like it, it, it was this, the shady business that kind of started was like, you know, I love how it started where Kristen Bell's character essentially is a, is a couponer that complains about a specific issue that she had. And she was given a coupon for a free item. And then she's like, if this happens with this one thing, then, you know, what if I keep complaining and where the fuck are they made? And then it just kind of, yeah blossoms into this operation that is shady shady business so it's it's not just like the loophole that like the guy finds in punch drunk love where he realizes that that there's like a giveaway or whatever where the value of what is it putting cups in that so this is an actual like beyond that like a scam of of epic proportions where but i still i mean i'm still hearing this and going i i guess that sounds (laughs) i guess i get that but i'm still shocked that it works you know that you can actually profit off of this not just like get more stuff or get more <laughs> right, f- free right. cookies or whatever, but no, I'm. <clears throat> I mean, and the and the idea is is that like when she, you know, we're not going to talk through the whole movie, but yeah. I mean, the idea. No, tell me everything you know, that happens in every scene for for, 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 <laughs> for profiting off of it is the idea that you know her friend uh, Kirby, you know, uh, well, the actress is Kirby. Uh, how uh, her friend uh, Jojo like offers to buy it from her. Mm-hmm. So that was is kind yeah. of the, the the genesis of oh wow like you'd buy this well what would you buy it for would you buy it for half of, half of the value would you buy it for you know whatever mm-hmm. you know the case it was I can't remember what she said and that's kind of what sets them on this idea of like oh let's spin up a website and we're going to sell these coupons and mail them to people and you know it's just it just okay. kind of spirals from there but yeah I kind of agree with Ron I mean I thought I thought this was really good I, I was surprised how much I liked it. Um, I, I, Maybe I don't know why though. Like I love everybody involved with it. I like these like kind of fun, kind of quirky, kind of true story, true crime kind of things that, like you said earlier, John, haven't even not seen it. Like where there really doesn't seem to be a lot of victims, like right. except for like these massive multi-billion-dollar companies that you know ended up suing them and you know getting whatever they got. But um, you know, it's not like uh, you know there are. Uh, a trail of dead or anything like that. Like, it's a right. lot lighter than that. And, uh, you know, I think there's also, you know, the cast is great. Um, I think Paul Walter Hauser continues to be like an MVP of most movies that he ever shows up in. Um, and I'd highly recommend following him on Twitter. If you don't already, he's a great follow on there, especially you, Ronald, cause he is super into wrestling. Really? Um, Oh yeah. Well, did you notice in the movie, he was like swiping through, through AEW stuff. Yes. On his phone. Like he's hardcore into AEW. That's crazy because like I saw, yeah. I saw in the background he's like watching it. To, yeah, and then yeah. that was like a couple posters. Yeah, insane. He's hardcore. <laughs> he's great in the movie. Like Vince Vaughn's really good. I mean, I think everybody's really. Chemistry. Yeah, they're so good. Oh, I can see those too. Those guys are both those, kind of comedy ringers, so I can see them having good chemistry. Yeah. Those two kind of sitting in a car on a stakeout of a postal service case, like it's just those scenes are just great. I mean, yeah. like those yeah. they're just ripping off each other. Um, but yeah, man, I think this movie works. I mean, like it, it moves really quick. It's a little, it, it, you know, it's kind of a little generic in some ways, but I think the chemistry between uh, between uh, Connie and Jojo, Kristen Bell and uh, Kirby's characters really works. I think their friendship really is, it just jumps really quickly and you buy into it immediately. Yeah. And, and their support system that they are for one another works through the whole movie. And I think even, you know, the way the movie ends is really fun. And I think that, you know, the kind of way they deal with some of the, moral issues of what's happening and um the motivations that the characters have for doing what they did it definitely comes full circle at the end of the movie and i, I definitely would recommend checking this out i know it's got like kind of a weird release pattern i know it, it, it's coming out in certain cinemark theaters today okay. so it'll be out on today the 10th um for i think three weeks and then on september 30th or yeah is that three weeks or four weeks on September 30th, it comes out on Paramount Plus. So if you have Paramount Plus and you want to check it out, it'll be on there at the end of the month. But if you're near Cinemark, uh, like we are, we have a couple here in the Baltimore area, um, it'll be in theaters today um, for you to check out if you, you know, if that sounds interesting to you. But um, 
yeah, really, really fun, easy movie to watch. Again, yeah, surprised me how much I liked it. Kind of like we were talking about Vacation Friends did. It's it's kind of in a similar thing of like so easy to watch, so easy to enjoy, and that's all it needs to be. So like I kind of felt that way about this too. Yeah. See it, please. What else? What else? What else? Um, Did anybody watch the the Pen Fifteen uh, animation special thing? No. I have not. No. How did was that? Know, did you know they did that? Like it was basically like an episode saw, that is sort I of saw like it pop up on my queue. Yeah, it's kind of like filling in w- during a time the, where the seasons. Yeah, they well because I mean the two of them both had a pregnancy. And then we had a lockdown. So I have a feeling that shooting more stuff for various reasons was difficult. Like, So I don't know if they're back in production, but I think they just did something to get something out. And the animation gave them a chance to, like, there's a thing that happens in the story where they become really insecure about things about their appearance that then suddenly become really exaggerated for the rest of the episode <laughs> uh, because of what they're going through internally. Uh, it you know it's really weird animation. It's very like indie, like you know, very hand drawn. Very it looks very much like sort of limited in someone's particular style. But it has a kind of funky vibe that once you're into the episode, you kind of get into it. It took me a few minutes really to gel with the animation style. But the storyline is right out of the show. It feels a little bit heightened because it's animation, but it's more like just kind of a mega. It's a long, it's like 38 minutes. Uh, so it's like a long episode of the show. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you like Pin 15, I think you'd watch it and feel like it really upholds the the standard. But it did make me think about, okay, now when they come back to film more episodes, aren't all the other kid actors going to be insanely aged looking? Because <laughs> those kids are all like, you know, that 13, 14 right. zone. Unless yeah. they cast right. kids that are like 16, 17 and look young, which might be the smart thing to do. Um, these kids are all going to be, it's going to be like Stranger Things, except there's no excuse on Pin 15 to say the next, you know, the next season they look crazy different because the premise is that, that, that period of life. So I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with more episodes of that show, but this was a good workaround and it actually got you to spend a little bit more time with, um, with uh, Anna's dad and his midlife crisis, you know, he's still in it, but he's not as, uh, I don't know. It, it It's a good episode for his character, just the way that he deals with all the stuff that, that Anna and Maya get into, which like I said, is very much in line with a, a solid episode of the show. And it's, it's the heightenedness of the animation. Some of the stuff is really funny. You know how the awkward faces and things they do to entertain each other. The animators have a lot of fun making that stuff really bizarre, <laughs> you know? And I think, <laughs> That, like just some of the like like weird faces and stuff that like you know like Maya in particular pulls a lot of funny faces to make her friend yeah. laugh on the show. Well, the, the drawings of her are are, are absurd <laughs> throughout the episode. So no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean I'm laughing just talking about it. So I guess I'm saying it's solid. If you, if you like the show, it, and you notice it says it's it's season two episode eight, but it's really more like a, a an animated special sort of thing. Yeah, they go on a beach trip. Nice. Check it out, nice. Man. What else? What else? Anything else we want to drop in here? Nothing for me. I talked about Warrior, so. Yeah. Yeah. I we thank ba- you for that. I dipped back in and watched The Terror finally. I started the first season of The Terror years ago when that show came out, and I finished it. And now I'm in into season two of The Terror. Uh, what a great show. I don't know. It's really solid horror. Like, from beginning to end, the first season is this very well-modulated. I mean, it's a little slow burnish, but it does have a lot going on in it. Some great characters, and I loved it. I loved the story. And, uh, yeah, the, the second season, I don't think it's quite as grabby for me, but it's still a really well done like for a horror story it's a nice you know like yeah you get one of those anthology shows that's really well done and it's cool what they can pull off in a in a 10 10 episode season so <clears throat> i'm loving it yeah the first season of that is amazing like yeah. I, I, I like the second season quite a bit too but yeah the first one is just i thought was really something special man jared harris oh. Like it's amazing, man. Like if if you love him, this is like this is the role you're waiting to see him take on because he gets to do it all in this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was something else that I saw that I wanted to mention. I, I, I did catch up on the, the newest season of Brooklyn Nine Nine finally. Okay. I haven't I had kind of fallen about behind on that. I just love that show. Yeah. I mean it's like very heartwarming. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it, it's so it's so good and it's so simple and it it especially knowing that they kind of like wiped the season clean and like rewrote the whole season in light of a lot of the 
you know, the, uh, the police protests and Black Lives Matter and like just a lot of social things that were going on. Like, how do we have a cop comedy show without addressing a lot of these things that are happening in the real world? And I think the way they do it on the season, um, I just think it really works. I think they really are able to talk about things as much as a sitcom can or does in, in most, you know, TV settings that we have right now. And just being able to see these characters again and, you know, spend time with them. And the, one of the more recent episodes with uh, with Jake and uh, Craig Robinson, uh, Doug Judy and him going like a little. Ro- if you watch the show, like, you know, that these these guys have a relationship. And that episode was, I think, something really special. I think the episode might be called PB&J. But um, it's just so, so funny. Like, I was dying during that episode. But I think the season is really good. It's kind of sad. Is this is this the last season? I yeah. think. Or? Yeah, they're wrapping yeah. it up. What a bummer! There's only like two or three episodes left. I'm very curious to see. You definitely have that feeling now. We're in the back half. Like they are wrapping stories up. It feels like our characters are kind of having moments that feel like kind of endings, which yeah. is you know kind of kind of sad. But I'm I'm really happy to see the show again, and uh, and I will see it off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that was maybe the one I wanted to mention, finally getting caught up on that season. Oh, I saw um, <clears throat> the Rick James. This is actually Showtime, though. The <laughs> bitching, the sound of right, Rick James. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Rick James is like one of those guys, man. Like, he was in a fucking group with Neil Young. I mean, like, do you get any more interesting than this guy? Like, he, he lived like... A couple of different lives mm-hmm. and discovering his sound is probably one of the most interesting things I've ever heard uh, and between this and a companion piece to this feels like um Matt Groening's uh is it Matt Groening Matt uh, Groening the no that's not him the uh the animated music thing on is it on Showtime as well uh, about the, the like music stuff it's like a, a different stories told every episode um god what is the name of that show i'm sorry man i don't no i'm i'm i might know what you're talking about but i i can't pull the name uh oh you're talking about the mike judge one the Mike Judge yeah, one. I right. apologize. The Mike Judge. Right, right, right. This feels like right. a companion piece to that. Like if you if you've seen any of the because you know it's like a con, kind of continual. This this person came from this person who knew this person who knew this person, and you see the connective tissue that happens in music, and you realize that like some of the stuff was super separated, but you realize that there there was a lot more intersectionality in music back then. Um, it's a really cool documentary that kind of takes a weird turn at the end, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I need to check it nice. out. Yeah, bitching the sound of Rick James. It's 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 really entertaining. Um, did you see Cinderella? Mm-mm. I started That's- to watch it the other night, and uh, we kind of just it just got too late. It wasn't because I wasn't into it, but we just ran out of time. If I'm watching a trailer and I see a quick shot of James Corden doing this. I just decide I'm not going to watch the movie. I'm just like <laughs> you're like I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I, I I'm seeing a, a swelling population of people that have had are, it with James Corden <laughs> are done with him. They're, they're like, and you're you know you you're saying it. This is the nicest version of that that I've heard. Yeah, a lot of people are just like damn near about to spit on the ground. Yeah, I wish like, him well. I just don't need to see it. But also, I don't think I ever was that convinced so i'm not like i'm not like done with him i just am like uh, i just don't think he adds that much that i enjoy but i i'm sure he could pop up in something and be likable and i'd be fine with him you know i don't have like an aversion yeah. i've like grown out of most of my aversions to actors and people you know it's like but i still can decide whether to see a movie based on a particular kind of thing <laughs> yeah. and him yeah, doing yeah. that kind of thing like i was just like no i don't need to see him doing his kind of halfway there funny guy shtick in the middle of a musical but i know that he's got a voice i don't know he's just not my guy he's just not my guy yeah not my guy my mom yeah, thinks my really. mom thinks it's very cute when he does the, the the carpool karaoke thing you know that's that's that might be his oh, audience I, I right now i kind of like the carpool karaoke do you think he could sing is the question i think that he thinks he can sing <laughs> he thinks he could sing that's i think he enjoys singing and, sh- and we all should you know yeah that's I'm all that matters positive. is that he he believes it. Yes, you know, I guess that's what. 
that's half the battle is the confidence to yeah i feel like he he, he might be the mark Wahlberg of <laughs> of like the last remember how we, i, used to I love this, this like, comparison because i'm trying really hard to no to make no it no work. remember i used to have this theory that like mark Wahlberg <laughs> kind of bullies his ways in, his way into productions yeah right. i can't help but wonder if like james corton's i think manager... he, but, he, but he hangs around and is like he would not be bullying he would be sort of like pestering like, a little bit like a little bit like <laughs> yeah. i'll do it hey i'll do it <laughs> Hey, hey everyone, how's it going? He brings over what you need an animated mouse? I like, could be an animated mouse. He brings coffee, you know, right. Look, I did a cat and a mouse and I've done, you know. <laughs> I, <did a> cat. <laughs> <laughs> I sang Damn yesterday you. with Paul McCartney. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the guy. Um what if which which by the way, we call that show around my house, we call it What's Now because when before the show started, Nikki said, "Are we going to watch that new animated show? That what's it called? What's Now?" <laughs> <laughs> not even not even what now but what's now so now henry and i are constantly saying this show answers the question what's now <laughs> but anyway yeah, yeah i saw the new what if today and i actually thought that i would want to mention it because i thought it was a pretty solid effort for in terms of animation sweep action story i thought the the new one was pretty fun and actually th the marvel zombie thing does represent a like we've talked about how some of the episodes they succeed or fail based on whether it's a hook. Yeah. Like they've done a lot with that in the comics. I haven't read a lot of that stuff, but just the notion of what if zombies and the Marvel universe kind of overlapped, yeah. that's a good hook. And the storyline that they tell actually, it, it, it feels like the star Lord episode in the sense that the characters that it involves and the kind of, team that gets thrown together it makes it an intriguing concept it makes it feel like a legitimate well what if this happened as yeah, opposed right. to just kind of a well this is different than what happened <laughs> in the movies so i don't know I'd, i guess i kind of know what you thought of it but also just where do you where do you stand on what if at this point in the season after seeing a few more entries there's a term that the kids use it's it's mid this is mid this is like <laughs> i thought you were gonna say this ain't it <laughs> this Mid and this ain't it. I th also, it's a combination of the two. But this I agree mid with you. This ain't mid. This, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but I agree, man. Like of all the episodes, I say this is the most. You know, so they could have actually benefited from like some retooling of the episode uh, order. Like I feel like Maybe. this could have been like a first episode to kind of make you feel like this is an extreme. What if? Like what if? A virus went around and uh, infected all these people and you know I, I thought that was a a cool concept it's execution mid but it was fun i mean i'm not gonna lie to you man like the, the appearances from some of the characters and i won't give it away because they don't they actually yeah. haven't shown some of the appearances um so damn cool man the and, cool thing um, to do with that show is watch the names that come up in the credits and you'll go oh they got so and so oh they got right. so you know even if it's just coming in for a second but this yeah. one actually felt like it could be a movie not to say that they would do a movie that kills off right. this many characters but this one felt like it had it had the sweep of a of a of a movie story like the yeah. beginning and again like i said the team of characters that gets thrown together and like how people how long people survive and how they get picked off clearly they were having fun with throwing the marvel characters into the kind of meat grinder of a zombie structure where people just get yeah. mowed off you know or mowed down uh throughout i also thought last week's with dr strange that i thought it was a legitimately dark story that they told and um you know some when it works it's amazing to me how cool the show looks and then when it's not working it's amazing how odd the show looks to me it's a very strange yeah. animation style in that way because about half the time i think it's honestly beautiful looking but then sometimes the close-up shots it's a little it's that squidgy thing of like are you doing a cartoon animation full-on drawing style or are you trying to follow like a photographic cgi map of like a 3d face yeah. you know but um no i think the last two were like the last one was dark and felt oh that's something they couldn't do in a movie um and this one is dark too but it had that you know wouldn't you say it was a pretty fun story with for yeah. a story where everybody dies horribly it was a pretty fun <laughs> version I, of that i don't know if i would if i had a kid that was like six or seven i don't know if i'd show him yeah what if no there's like death in a way that like what what if really is like what if all what if a bunch of people die that you didn't expect to die and it gets kind of tossed a, off you know it's not yeah, even like yeah. treated with any respect like it would be in yeah. the movies right it's a little it's a little 
daunting. It, it can get really like, oh man, like that was crazy. Kind of nihilistic um, almost. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but this doesn't feel like a f- most of the movies I'd feel comfortable just showing to a kid. Like, hey, hey, yeah, this Cap's gonna throw this this thing around for a couple, you know, for an hour or so. You'll enjoy this. But like, deaths are happening constantly in What If, and that is like a hard thing to explain to a little kid. Like, yeah, man, like his brains just got blown out because. Uh, something <laughs> landed on his head. It's like, what am I watching? Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought this was of all of them the most fun. Yeah. I thought this was the most fun episode. I, I, I enjoyed this one. I, I say that I enjoyed it. So there you go. Good, yeah. good, good. Anything? If? Anything? What's now? <laughs> what's now? <laughs> Nikki's gonna kill me that I mentioned this in public. <laughs> I think course, we should just make that the name of our news segment. <laughs> What's now? Yeah. What's now? And yeah, now yeah. Movie Schmovie will answer the question, <laughs> what's now? <laughs> also, the 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 uh the character played by Jeffrey Wright is just black in this episode. Oh, I know. <laughs> they didn't even, he didn't even have like a mystic quality to him. He's just a black man in the sky in this I you know it's funny, I'm glad you said that because I thought that shot i was like <laughs> did, did they just draw him more like jeffrey wright in this yeah. scene than in others but i also thought mentioning the watcher the last episode i really liked the way the watcher had a little conversation with oh, dr right. strange that was really cool because when the watcher yeah. like it's one thing for the watcher to say to the viewer i can watch all this but i'm not going to intervene it's yeah. another thing for him to say to someone who's asking him for help no i'm not going to help you 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 brought this on yourself you know like that that yeah. felt really dark. But yes, it, it was odd. It was an odd thing in the new it's, one. That- it's like they forgot it. He was, <laughs> Steve, he was just a big black man. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> he, just bald, he was just bald and black. And he like, it was just his head. And he's just like. Kind of even going like, <laughs> yeah. like, no. He was disappointed at that moment. Was, I, can't, I forget who it was that he was, he was looking down at. Yeah, Maybe it was, it was all of them on a on their plane yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But. What a crazy episode. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so. I got caught up, man. I, I haven't seen the last two. Okay. So I have to watch them. Yeah, let us know what you think. Um, all right, man. Well, yeah, like I think so, – so Ronald, Malignant comes out today or the 10th in theaters, right? Malignant comes out the 10th and hopefully we'll have a – a full review because look next week we're due for a horror film because let's be honest conjuring three was a little light on on the scares and i think that we're it'd be nice to see something that feels like a a totally original idea from james wan have we heard Um, anything about this one outside of the trailer anything i haven't seen any steve didn't you not it's not yeah yeah I, well, I mean, you I mentioned that it was it, like they obviously. weren't they weren't releasing it to critics, which is a bad sign always. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They weren't releasing it to critics. There's no press. There's no links. There's nothing. Um, there, if you think about it, there really hasn't been any press for it. Like no very press. little people, interviews, features, uh, and a couple of people that I know, like that in, are in publicity. And uh, one of the one of the podcast uh, journalists I listen to. Uh, he's made a couple comments about the people that he knows who has seen it, who have been to the test screenings for it, and uh, no, no, that it's no, that it no. that it's like that it's very bad. I'm I'm gonna watch it this weekend though, so Me I'm too. very I'm still I'm still very much looking forward to just giving it a shot. Uh, but I think the uh, the uh, doesn't look good. It, uh, it's malodorous. <laughs> that yep, that works. Yeah, there's like nothing. I don't think there's, yeah, there's like no reviews anywhere. I'm always I'm always glad to do that, Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hide it either. Sometimes you'll say something that's funny or like, I wanna fight this off. That was st- <laughs> Well, that uh, would be like the variety headline, right? Like if it's if it's a stinker and if it doesn't make any money. Mallow, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> or you can use like uh yeah, British use a lot of alliteration. Yeah, <laughs> so melodious mood and maleficent. I mean, yeah. not maleficent. Anyway, right. malignant, malignant. 
We'll see. I, I was just like looking on Rotten Tomatoes. If there's any reviews that broke for it yet, and there's yeah. nothing. Uh, That's strange. Which is yeah, nothing is not is not That's good strange. at all. Um, but just to circle the kind of come full circle here at the end of the podcast, I just got a saw the update for the Shang Chi Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety two percent critic, ninety eight percent audience score. Wow. It's never so, been I mean, that close. That is insane. That is insane. It's not getting review bombed, you know, or like that's what I was saying to Aaron the other day. I was like, I'm surprised that like the DC crew or whoever you know would do something like that, or just these right. assholes, you know, going in there just destroying the movie. Um, but yeah, man, I think because I mean, I think didn't they put something in place with those audience scores where they have to like verify that they actually bought a ticket or something like that yeah there was something yeah there's something through like fandango it's tied in there now where you have to verify you actually bought a ticket to see the movie so i think maybe that's been helping a lot thank goodness uh, man yeah maybe i'll try to get that get out and see that before we record next week maybe um oh real quick before we wrap up i did go to the movies this last week i did see the new ryan reynolds comedy free guy oh yeah yeah and i and i and i did want to say that I kind of really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like the idea of an original movie that's not based on something. Yeah. I really like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I like Joe Keery. I like Laurel's in it. Like I, I just like everybody that's in this movie. Uh, I think some of the special effects stuff is really amazing. I feel like if you're a gamer, you probably would like it even more, you know, mm. than than somebody like myself who's really not a gamer. But even not being it, it there's enough there to really just be super. Uh, into it. And I just feel like in general, it's a very entertaining, fun movie. Um, and there's some really great cameos in it. And there's some really great moments that kind of tie in some other IP that lives in the Fox Disney world. Really? That just like goes over like gangbusters. And I think the last like 15, 20 minutes of the movie is some of the most fun I've had in the theater in the last, you know, or watching movies at all. Like basically since the last year to whatever, you know, pandemic times and post end game. But um, it just has a really great ending, you know, like a really great final act. And uh, I can see why it's doing so well. I can see why it's dropping barely 30% week over week and it's going to co- cross 100 million. And they've already said they're going to do a sequel to it. Um, Sean Levy, I think, did a great job directing it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. The movie really works. And I, that's the one I couldn't remember earlier that I wanted to mention that I did check out and uh, I did like it quite a bit. So yeah, Free Guy, that's uh, still in theaters. And that's one of those ones that I don't know what the theatrical window is. I think it might be a standard. I don't know if it's a 45 day or 90 day. I think you'd mentioned Ronald that it was coming out on VOD or something or, or, or DVD or Blu-ray or something in October. Right. Yeah. They had the, the like some simul- pre-order or something. Yeah, the, the October, like mid October, like the 15th or 16th or something like that. So, so I- yeah. So I don't know. That would be not even, that'd be over 45 days, I guess, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's 45 days. I don't know. But it is in theater still. It's it's out there and it's doing pretty well. And like I said, if, if you want just like an entertaining comedy in theaters. And I do think it's weird because it's like a comedy, but it's got some a lot of action in it. But mm. it does really play well on a big screen. Like the special effects and like the world building that they're doing inside of this game is really great. And oh, I, I can't not mention Taika is in it as well as the bad guy, which mm-hmm. is just a check in a box uh, for me. So <laughs> Of course, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's all there for me. So I, I thought Free Guy was a lot of fun. Definitely recommend that. But yeah, that's it. That's the one. Wow. Uh, let's see. That's going to be it, man. We'll, yeah. we'll wrap this up. Moviesmovie.com is the website. You can check out all the past episodes of the podcast there. Uh, where you have the other social media pages, all.com slash Moviesmovie, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, we're not on TikTok yet. Maybe we should be. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should do something there. That's where all the, that's where all the people are now. It's yeah. Um, we could do maybe we could do like a mighty minute review series on TikTok. We'll we'll talk about that. Do we have time. to be dancing or something to make that work? If no, no, we don't. Like, I mean, you dance, Ron and I will just review the movie, and you just do that in the background. That's it. That's it. Look, that's like a million followers right there. A million, and we're Sign and we're giving top. it away. We're we're doing nothing with it right now. Just gave it away. Yeah. Um, but. Maybe, maybe we'll look into that. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> the site, moviesmovie.com. If you do subscribe to the podcast, um, wherever you're subscribing, whatever podcast app you, you prefer to use, if there's an option to review or rate the podcast, please do that. Uh, or hit the little share button and send it to a friend. 
uh, or a family member or a fellow podcaster uh, or somebody who just talks about movies with you from time to time because we'd like to be a part of the conversation. Um, we'll be back next week, talk about Malignant, talk about some maybe the Matrix trailer, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and some other things. But it's good to see you guys. Yes. Glad to see you're both healthy, happy, and I uh, hope that continues into the weekend, into next week. Uh, yeah. Until next time, you've made our day. And I'm speaking to you two, actually, like you, you yes. guys, oh, thanks, you two. Man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Well, likewise. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. What's now? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>